Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia, on the socials, go there. Join the Militia. Syracuse drops their third in a row for the third time this year, a 99-82 loss to Pitt. Having to play in front of our raucous, rowdy crowd, Syracuse... In the last three games, have given up 38 three-pointers. That's 144 points given up in the last three games to outside shooting. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you in fan feedback. At Syracuse, we'll host Georgia Tech Tuesday at 7 o'clock for the second time this year. We'll let you know what we think about that. Also, if you would, sign up, download the Spotify Live app. Um, all you need is a username, email address, and a password. You sign up with that. Follow us at Cuse Militia. Get notified. When we go live during segments of the show, you can listen live, you can chime in and speak, whatever you want to do. Also, reviews. Oh, you know what? Speaking of reviews, got a killer review here. Probably the best review I've ever I've ever seen in my life. Okay? Saving lives out here. Cuse Militia saved my life. Okay? From J. Smith 24 Let's face it, the end is near. Coming off a pandemic, we had a plethora of bad news raging from the revamping of the Cold War to $7 carton of eggs. In a world that progressively gets worse every day, Sean and Joe are the orange-clad heroes the world needs. Their takes on Syracuse sports presents the only positive news I hear. They inspire hope in a fog of despair. Joe's previews, it's in parentheses, I don't know why, but, you know, quasi-previews, of opposing teams has laid the scouting groundwork I need to place an informed bet. So far, I'm up $93 this year in bets, much in part due to the help of Sean and Joe. With inflammation making everyday life a struggle, it's easy to say, I need this money. I'm now able to buy 13.3 dozen eggs, which will sustain me for the next several weeks. <laughs> Thanks, Sean and Joe. Uh, I love that. I had to share it. I absolutely love that. Um, with that said, I appreciate it. With that said, if you listen on Apple... Um, if you have an iPhone or an iDevice, if you like the show and you want to, if you want to be like Jay, be like Jay, go there, leave us a five-star review and tell us why you love us so much. Or you can leave us a five-star review and tell us why you don't like us. Either way, leave a five-star. So that is that. Um, I think that's it, right? Joe, I think we're good. Are we ready yeah. to hear from Coach? 
Syracuse uh, lost uh, lacrosse game North Carolina yesterday. Yeah, and so. by the way, they were looking there for a minute like they were going to come back. And Spolina with a, with a tremendous goal, other than coming from behind the net, uh, like Gary Gate, it was a fantastic goal. He's a talent, bro. Yeah. And it was a Cole Kaiser. He's another talented kid. The team is good. Unfortunately, UNC was a little better yesterday. But anyway. The whole ACC is good. I know. They're excellent, unfortunately. So it's a frustrating game to watch. It was right before the basketball game, which was even worse. So <laughs> with that said, let's hear from Coach. Jim, obviously it was a rowdy crowd here tonight. Do you feel that your comments earlier this month played a factor in that crowd's animosity? I would say it was exactly the same as the last time we played here when they had a full house. Exactly. When was the last time you played here when they had a full house? It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> They're a good crowd. They always have been. They don't, it doesn't bother me. I mean, come on, seriously. <laughs> We cannot play man, Mike. You can ask that question a hundred times. We practice it. We look. I saw it like you in the first. You have a house painter, and you say, "Now I want you to paint like Picasso." That would be good if he could do that, but he can't. We play our defense. This is our defense. That's it. We don't have another defense. We've tried. We tried all summer. We tried in in the fall. Um, our deep man is just not good. Jim, it had a, uh, had a season high of 27 assists. Against his own, you're going to get assists because you, you're, every, you're not dribbling. You're not trying to go on your own. So every pass is to a basket shot. That's the way that works. No, absolutely. Yeah. I was just, I was no, that's my comment. I mean, I've this you're – Whenever you're playing against a zone, you almost never score unless you're making a pass to somebody to shoot, to score. So it's going to be an assist. You know, I mean, it's like I said, you know, I was talking, I thought, off the record, but the, the change in college basketball is the transfer portal and, the, and NIL money, in some cases, has enabled people to, you know, schools to bring in, not not one or two schools, every school. When I was talking about it, I wasn't trying to isolate on schools, I was just talking. And the point I'm making is every school can do that. Um, it's throughout the league, if you look at teams that have really improved, uh, they mostly have transfer guys for the most part. Even a team like Virginia, all those guys transferred in there. I mean, Gardner last year and, you know, the two three guys this year. And, you know, NC State, Burns and, and uh, Joyner have really transformed that team. And here, obviously, they're all transfer guys. But you look at around the league, it's the same everywhere. It's uh, look at the top teams. It's for the most part, it's guys that have transferred, got a lot of good transfer veteran guys. <clears throat> Our freshmen are 17 or 18, and we're playing against 23 year olds. That's not not good. It's not a way to win. Uh, but that's college basketball. That's the way it's going to be uh, for from now on in. Every player. Uh, not, I'm not picking specific teams, but if you look at people that transferred in the transfer portal. A lot of them got in aisle money, period. 
and, and that's the way I should have left it. And that's fine. That's the way it's going to be. Somebody wrote from Pittsburgh that I am old. I don't believe in the training in players getting money, and the NIL. All of our players get NIL money. Everyone on our team is getting NIL money. Guys that don't play are getting NIL money. I believe in it a hundred percent. And the transfer portal is here. I believe in that a hundred percent. It's just going to be different in college basketball. Maybe it'll be better. Maybe it will be better because it takes a team that had, would have had no chance have a chance to be really good. You know, and that's maybe that's good for college basketball. I don't know. Benny Williams, he had 24 and 9 today in 34 minutes. And he hadn't played very much lately, and he came up the, you know, he started today for the first time in a while. And... He could shoot. They didn't guard him. Yeah, he had nine rebounds, too. Well, yeah, I mean, if he plays a lot, he's averaging four in 16 minutes, so he's going to get, he should get eight or nine, you know. But again, he's, his shooting has gotten better progressively. Um, but people are going to guard him now. <laughs> this was like a one-off. Like Tuesday, they're going to guard him. And, you know, he can shoot, but he's got to, you know, be able to make the pass high-low to Jesse, do some of that stuff. But he's a, he's a very talented player. I've never thought he wasn't. That's why I started him all year. But he's got to play hard, and he's got to do other things. And uh, But he, he's... Really worked hard to improve his shooting. Shooting's much better. But uh, I really think our team's, you know, this is a, obviously a bad stretch, but I think that we've played pretty good basketball overall. I think we're just too young to be consistent and to be good on the defensive end. It's just a struggle there for us. But I, I think we've done a lot of, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what, what this team's done. And I think we'll finish strong. So we'll see. I kind of long, so I didn't put his opening statements in there where we're just basically talking about how the defense was good in the first half. Obviously, we know the defense was good in the first half. The uh, press as a desperation move kind of, you know, um, gives up a lot of open looks. But in in a situation like that, it's a gamble to basically and these are this is I'm just not verbatim, but I'm kind of um, off the cuff here with what he said. Um you know, it's it's a gamble whether you whether you try to do something like the press and disrupt them and try to get back in the game, or you get smoked basically, uh, get exposed defensively, and obviously that's what we saw last night. Um, it worked in the dome though early this year, down by twenty, did a good job, got this team back in the game. They did a fantastic job. The press hasn't been as effective in these last three games because of the sh- the clip that these teams have been shooting at against us and. Um, all that luck that we talked about earlier in the year on the defensive end with giving up threes has seemed to overstate its welcome in, in exited. So, uh, just, just, um, just, I mean, 16 for 41, 30, you know, they came into the pit came into the game shooting 26 a game. We knew they were going to take a bunch. They took 41 and, um, it, you know, it's, I don't know, man. I don't know what else to say about that. Um, It's a rowdy crowd. Uh, You heard uh, you got a little snark out of coach for for that question. And it's true. He's right. I understand the question, but it's true. 
this this why I can't stand pit fans is because they're annoying and they've done this for years. It's just been this sounds like a student reporter. So it's it's been probably been four years or so, Joe, since they've been that obnoxious, right? But that's how they've been. Yeah. So yeah, and it, well, this is an experienced team, like Jim Jim said, and I think that you know they learned from last time they played us is to uh, not get up big and then uh, take the foot off right. the gas yeah. and allow us to come back. Um, you know, Nelly Cummings has played good against us since he was at Colgate. Um, you know, every time it seemed like we were coming back or trying to make a run, then they would make two other plays. And I mean, I get the press; it was to speed up the game and everything. But I don't know. I mean, we were giving up so many easy buckets. Uh, so you know, overall, it was tough. And really, with the pit crowd, um, yeah, they're like that when their team is good. When they give them something to cheer about, they show up in droves, and that's how they and they, they roll. Yeah. We talked about it. We knew that they were going to, you know, have we knew a little bit a extra there because of what Beheim had said, right? But mm-hmm. also, you know, another thing in our aspect that I didn't think of, uh, I know that we talked about it when they first played, but Judah Mintz decommitted from from Pittsburgh. So that was the other thing, if you noticed. Every time he got the ball, there was booze. Uh, when he was on the free throw line, they called him a traitor. Yeah. They were calling him a traitor or something like yeah. that. So, so there was a lot of... This is what that this is what they do. So the Cameron Crazies... Um, the Oakland Zoo, they, they scout players, and that wasn't a, a tough scout, obviously, but they scout players. They did this to Trevor Cooney back in the day, if you remember right. Remember the whole, he gave his, yep. <laughs> you, know, you know, you remember all that. Um, yep. But they scout players, and they come, up with, they come up with a script, basically, for the student section to, for chance. And they, they do a hell of a job. You saw in the beginning of the game where they threw the confetti on the court after the first shot. Look, it's brilliant. It's 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 disruptive uh, the way that they are lined the floor. I saw a tweet from Big Game Baller talking about, you know, showed a clip of the crowd. And I, and I tagged Syracuse Athletics and all his army and said, look, when are we doing this? Take notes. Let's let's do this. Um, you got our our freaking student section behind a basketball hoop. And there were some students that were upset. You know, I mean, whatever. Uh, it wasn't a dig on the student section. It's a dig on when are we going to join the club? Like we could do this. If I wouldn't even suggest it if I didn't think we could, but I think Syracuse could have the opportunity to be that disruptive and annoying, but it takes a little bit of effort and it takes placement. You got to line the floor. These teams that line the floor like that, um, Cameron indoor and at the Oakland zoo, that's, that's what they do. And it is disruptive. It's disruptive to the coaches. It's disruptive to the players on the court and on, on the bench. So, and it's frustrating, you know, you can't really, it's really tough to focus when you're frustrated and that's what they do. And it's about damn time we try to do something like that. We have the student section to do it. Um, there's no need to get all offended by it. It's, it's, it's been something I've said for years. And, um, just because I've used Pitt as a, as an example, I can't stand them. Uh, but I use them as an example because it's a good example and they do it well. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's the one thing too, is, is why have, I mean, we've had some record-setting student crowds this year. You know, Otto's Army's coming in droves, but they put you in the one corner behind the basket, and then you go all the way up, and then if you fill up, guess what? Go up to the 300s. Yeah. And yeah. that still extends, yeah. right? So, you know, a lot of those seats, I mean, I've sat in those seats, you know, courtside and stuff like that. It's like boosters and people that mm-hmm. people from the college and stuff. I mean, we usually got those seats from employees who got – tickets you know to share you know throughout the the year whatever um with their employees and then their employees get them and if they let you know give to a family friend whatever but um to me yeah i mean to me that's that's what you got to do you got to line that that sucker up over there on the side 
Um, behind the bench. Yeah, behind the bench, behind, or at least across from the benches, right, in those chair, in the chairs and everything yeah. that's right there I, in the front I, row. Yeah, I say I behind mean, the bench, it's more disruptive, but... I mean, at the end of the day, I look at it like, if you want to be a booster, if you want to give those type of seats to certain people, there's got to be some type of upfront, uh, you know, NIL money type thing, something like that. Um, you're not willing to donate money to go toward the NIL, stuff like that, then you just don't get that front, you know, that, that folk, you know, that, that seat right there. Right. Yeah. Um, because you see a lot of those times, a lot of these games, they don't even show up cause it's really, you know, not that big of a deal. You know, they get tickets from the school. They didn't buy them. So they don't show up. They don't show up. And that's why it's empty right there. And it's just a travesty that it's empty right there. Yeah. Um, cause it, they got this, they got the, they got the students to do it. Okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't a dig and on Twitter. Everything, everybody gets so butt hurt so easily, so thin skinned and sensitive, <laughs> like hypersensitive. It wasn't a dig. Um, there was pe- there was students who understood. They said, "Look, they throw us behind the- in the corner, like you said, Joe." Um, I've been in the student section back in the day when when my wife was going to school on campus, and yeah, I mean it's it's fun, it's great to be in there, but it doesn't come across well for anything else. Yeah, we're not dogging on the actual students. No, absolutely, we're just not. saying that you know there's there's ways that this could be set up a little bit better to give more students better seats and let them be more effective to the team in the game. Yeah, they would definitely be able. It would be it would be more compelling for them to do these things and um, scout the players and stuff like that and have the chance, the chance, not the chance, but the chance, right. um, you know, to be able to do all that stuff. But anyway, um, it's just a thought. And, and how SU has not done it is exactly what you said. It's money. Um, and so, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to sacrifice that for some money, I suppose, because they're big, big. Uh, but even to, like I said, even that, a lot of it isn't money. I mean, we had a friend, family friend who just worked in, in office of, of, of the university in that office of the university, they got so many tickets per game and they would give them away and people would, you know, they would take turns, but it was at the end of the day, like he would go through and if there was tickets available to be taken, um, then he'd be able to grab them and give them away to people. Um, you know, that's not a way to get people to go to the game, number one, but also, I mean, that's just the university giving those away. Yeah. Um, Man to man, I love Mike Waters, but he's asked this question so many times. I mean, it's not going to happen. They're just not good at it. We know that, okay? I think Coach knows it better than than everybody who's clamoring for it. It's not that you don't play man to man. It's that you don't play the the zone good enough. You 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 have what you have, and it needs to be better. Um, and then you know, Coach goes on to to offend every house painter saying that they can't no. paint like Picasso. So it's only a matter no, of time sure. before he's got to walk that back because he offended no, all the house sure. painters. Yeah, um, sure. When Williams <laughs> is up in arms, right? I, just, I mean, it's, I look at it like, I mean, it's a kind of, you could have came up with a better analogy, but I get it. Yeah. I understand probably what he's saying. Not yeah. worrying about probably trying to worry about the least, um, offensive. Offen- yeah. Something yeah. that's not going to get twisted, but everything's going to get twisted. So it doesn't even matter. But, um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, the 2-3 zone, what that does is that takes away from opponents who have, you know, above average one-on-one skill. Like, look at Judah Mintz. Judah Mintz is hard-pressed to find anybody that can stay in front of him or have stopped him consistently this year, right? He's just a one-on-one, just a good player. And we've seen a lot of players, like Ty's battle was really good one-on-one. You know, we've had players that were really good one-on-one, and teams have a tough time guarding them. Um with a 2-3 zone, you can't – very rarely are you going to go into a 2-3 zone 
drive in and just take it on yourself. You know, you're going to just get into a, a crap situation. You're going to make, you know, a bad decision. And when we play against younger teams, you can see that they still struggle to navigate the zone, be in the right place in the right time, make the, the, the passes correctly. Uh, but what we saw the last three games were, you know, three good teams, uh, one of which is a bad matchup, and the other two are, are experienced teams that <clears throat> have played against this 2-3 zone, and, you know, they know how to move it around. They have the patience to do it, and uh, they're more experienced, bigger, stronger um, teams. And to, to it's difficult because we've seen the 2-3 zone work against other younger teams yeah. that we've beaten, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, to Coach's point, you know, you got 18, 19-year-olds playing against 22, 23-year-olds. I mean, it's, that's, it's the truth. You know, you pull all these fifth-year guys out of the portal, and that brings us to this. First of all, um, the assists. I mean, I, everybody's talking about the assists. This is nothing new. Mm-mm. The assists is nothing new. Why are we acting like we've ne- we didn't, we're just now recognizing this? This has been like this for years. It's always been like that. What Coach said is exactly what we were talking about in the last episode. So, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> I get it. I do. I get it. But it's not, it's, it's not like this. It's not a, it's not a, the, the, the biggest problem is not getting the defensive rebounds for Syracuse because of the yeah. second chance points. That's the bigger problem. You want to talk about something that's a glaring issue. It's getting defensive rebounds on missed shots. Right. Um, the second chance points have been killing us the past three games. Yeah. I mean, I get there's, there's a point to, assists right like yeah you're moving the ball around and this is that but that doesn't dictate whether or not you've scored points right no it doesn't um, that's that is it's, doesn't it's, it's bunk stat it's, it's not it's, telling whatsoever no you know? it's not telling whatsoever you have to move the ball around the zone and right. um what i guess well, what it, I, go ahead well i was just gonna say but what i could tell you is that we got out rebounded by six um and they had 18 offensive rebounds and then we had six more turnovers uh, so that would tell the story of exactly why they had 12 more shots than we did. Right. I mean, there you go. I mean, six and six rebounds and turnovers. There you go. Yeah. They had a lot of second chance points off of those offensive rebounds. I mean, 18 of their almost half the rebounds were offensive term, uh, rebounds. Yeah. So that's the story of the game right there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Syracuse got to do a better job of grabbing the boards when a shot's missed. Uh, yep. and plain and simple, and that's defense, and we know that's the problem. Um, I just wanted to throw that in there real quick before we move on to the um, to the transfer portal stuff. It's a gamble, so you're either going to recruit your guys. So the reason that we didn't dip into the portal, and I think we kind of touched on this a little bit, was that you know you you've got all these new freshmen coming. Duke, okay, got the number one recruiting class in the country. They didn't dabble in the in the portal because they got all these new guys. They want them to play. So no, when got you got one. When, what's that? I got a couple. Do they? Okay, well, fair enough, but we don't. Uh, so, you know, when you do, though, when you're a pit, and um, a pit is a great example, so I'm just going to stick with them. Um, you know, you got a lot of older guys that aren't going to be there um, for, you know, but another one, two years, and you're, you're, having, to, you're having to revamp that whole team. Uh, you're a lot of that team every year. And so at what point do you start mixing? At some point, you're either going to have to start mixing in recruits or this is going to be your model. You're just going to have to keep going to... It's like building the TBT team, right, Joe? You and I talked off the air. It's like building the TBT team. That's what the portal is. Um, For better or for worse, that's how it's going to be used. And you've got to either find a balance between recruiting and portal or all of one or or the other. And... um, Either way, it's it's a different dynamic, and I think it's changed the game. 
uh, for better or for worse. I don't think we know yet. Uh, I think once we deal with the fifth year stuff for the COVID thing, once that cycles out, I think we're going to get a better picture. I don't like it right now. I think it's just okay, but it's to me, it's too much. Um, once that works itself out, though, I think it could be a little bit better. Uh, coach, yeah. coach talking about, uh, what are your thoughts on that, Joe, as far as as far as the team building aspect of, well, of the portal I, and all I, that? I think we saw it, didn't we? I mean, I think we saw that. That's that would the TBT showed showed exactly what that was. I think the first year, I think the Notre Dame team won, or then the Ohio State team won, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's right. Is it is it telling that the but, teams that won the first couple years were teams that alumni of players that played with each other in, in, in the similar systems? Yeah, it wasn't a situation where the best rosters that were put together in those first couple years of the TBT won, but then you give overseas elite two years to play with each other and they third year become with the dynamic. Same team, they come back and all of a sudden now they have the best roster who's played together for two, three years. So now they're beating all these other guys like the uh, Ohio States and all these other alumni teams. And then um, not only, not until overseas elite broke up and lost, like a couple of guys stopped playing and DJ Kennedy, a couple of guys came over to, to um, Bayheim's army. army and it split up. Right. Yeah. Well, not only, not until then did they lose again. Right. So, I mean, and anybody that's even played basketball knows that that's just what it is. The longer you play with, with a team, then the better you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, that's exactly what it was. But at the end, at the end of the day, the NIL is a crapshoot. You know, even Duke, Duke lost their whole team last year, lost their coach, got a new coach that came in. Yeah, they got a transfer from Illinois and a, a transfer from um, both seniors from um, Northwestern. But then they also brought in six or seven freshmen as well because, you know, they needed to refill and they had the first, you know, the number one recruiting class. So that's one thing. But yeah, dude, I mean, a team like ours is it's it's tough. I mean, it might just might be a situation where we just learn the hard way that you don't go out and get six, six recruits. Yeah. Six freshmen, you know, because what what's going to happen? You can't play them all. You still got guys returning next year. So then all of a sudden, if you if we do lose Judah, Joe and Jesse. And then we lose another two guys, three guys to the transfer portal because they didn't like their playing time. Then we're back to square one again, right? Right. And so, I mean, so you got to you got to have a little bit of a balance. I think get, that's get, where you're going to see it. Yeah, get a, get a little bit less recruits. You know, you have a Judy, you have a Bell. Um, you know, Benny's a second year guy, but you know, you have a Justin Taylor, and then you then you get some other. You know, obviously we have a forward a, a problem at the three and the four, so you maybe getting jumping the portal for something like that next year or something. But you know, with like we've talked with Judas stock rising, um, it's you know it, we don't know what's on the horizon for that. But yeah. um, it's an interesting aspect of the game, and I I, I just hope that. Syracuse is what it is right now, but like you said, to your point, and we've talked about this, if we can get a lot of these guys back and maybe dip in the portal for a little bit of this and that, you know, that could be a whole nother ball game. And we just didn't do that. And this is where we are. I remember Swider came out of the portal, took him a minute to get going. Gosh, if he was, you just think about if he was here playing at the three, what, what kind of freaking, right. what, what kind of team this could be um, at this point in the season. And well, <clears throat> and I mean, it's all learning, right? Because I just don't know with NIL, the amount of money that's getting thrown out out there. I don't know if that's all going to be real, or how long that's actually going to last, you know? Um, so I think the teams are learning, but I think 
just because you go and you get three, four, five transfers and you and it's successful, you know. I mean, you get three guys like he he alluded to NC State. Does Jarkel Joyner and um, and Burns? Yeah, right? yeah, change that even, whole team. And even Clark, who scored 15 against us, he's been playing strong since he got back from his injury and since he broke out against us. So um, then they have Turquavian Smith that uh, might have a good chance of going to the NBA. So as much as they just popped up out of nowhere because they didn't have a great year last year, and now they're going to make the tournament and let's see what happens. But next year they're going to be a whole other team. Right. And then what do you do? I mean, you got to start over. That, like right. Pitt. Pitt's going to have to start over for, for or the most you part. Or you're going to chase. Are you going to chase transfers and hope that they can all work together and they can all play together? Because I know for a fact that there are other teams out there that have used the transfer portal and it just hasn't clicked. So now you got one year for these guys to come in. Some of them have egos. Some of them have expectations coming in their senior year, already been playing three, four years. Um, sometimes it doesn't work. It's not guaranteed to work just going out there and doing that. And I think we saw that. I mean, Jim brought in, what, two or three transfers last year and – he had the worst season of his. <laughs> yeah, Samir, Samir, uh, uh, Swider and, and Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, you not know, great. So, no, right. So then he's like, okay, well, screw the transfer pool. I mean, I'm we still went. And got, we still got in what Hema. We still went and got Hema. True, but yeah, but true. then we went. And we got six freshmen, and now you know, like he said, he knew it was going to be tough against these these teams that go out and fill the roster with experience and stuff like that. But I think he's also hoping that the Miamis and the Pitts and the Clemens and all these senior laden teams that are going to lose all these guys that maybe they're not going to be as successful filling in next year. Because if these guys were just freshmen that Pittsburgh went and picked up versus these transfers, then they probably would be in the basement like everybody thought they were going to be. Yeah. But these guys came together. They played well. They meshed well. They're older. They're experienced. And and it's worked for them. And kudos. But that doesn't – it doesn't – it's not going to guarantee longevity. So there's going to, I think – eventually be a fine line between you oh, know having experience a, come back and having a balance. solid core yeah and then going and kind of picking your onesie twosie guys for specific roles that you need them to fill yeah um just to wrap this up benny um had i mean i felt like it was his best game and um oh easily and he obviously kept us in that game in the first half would we go in the locker room down by four at the end of the yep. first half, and it was yep. kind of a, it was kind of we only were down by four because of the last like minute of the of the half was a little bit of a mess. But um, Benny did an excellent job, and the problem is just in general, like what Coach talked about with the defense, and what we've talked about with Joe, and, and now you know any you could pick Malik Brown, uh, Bell never Bell was. He could have went, but he didn't play a single second. Um, you know, so it's consistency. And if Benny can be consistent, then, I mean, he's going to be really good. You heard Coach say, like, we, we wondered. Well, I mean, I guess, Joe, I didn't wonder. I mean, we knew that Benny was showing something that he wasn't doing in games to get to keep him in the starting five for as long as he was, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, the, the kid can shoot. Um, they weren't guarding him. They weren't worried about him, and he exposed that. 
um, you know, look for him to be covered in the next game. And that's that's good. That, that, that's what we need. We need guys that can go out there and show that, hey, I can be dangerous if you're just going to shrug me off and pay attention to Jesse and Joe and Judah. Um, you know, I'm going to kill you. And he did. Five for six from three. I mean, that was amazing. That was amazing. Nine rebounds. So almost just like freaking that close to a double-double. And um, played a hell of a game. Got to give him credit. And, and obviously... Uh, it goes without saying that, you know, this is what he needs to do. You know, he's got to have the effort and he's got to be able to take good shots and be dangerous and also grab rebounds. That's what he's got to do. But a hell of a game for Benny. Oh, yeah. And it's it's funny, too, because for the past week, my dad's just kind of been complaining about how bad he thinks Benny's playing and he shouldn't even be playing. So the fact that he was even starting, I'm sure my dad <laughs> was fired up when he saw that he was starting the beginning but um i was sure curious ne- about I'm it sure the next i'm sure the next time i talked to him he was just gonna be like man benny shot great where where was that been where's that been I, you know that's kind of yeah. gonna be where it's where it is and it's just it's just it's like i said we've seen it all we've seen flash i mean copeland i think played pretty well coming off the bench he played 23 minutes he plays really really <laughs> with a lot of energy gets yeah, hands he, on he balls I don't really know what happened to Malik Brown. Um, Malik, he had one of his breakout games that showed us that he was possibly ready to take this next step um, against Pittsburgh at home, actually. And, uh, you know, since then he's had his ups, and now he's starting to go down. I don't know if he's losing his confidence or what, but uh, six minutes and pretty much nothing but a foul across the box score. So when you're looking at the forwards, and then obviously Chris Bell not playing, so... um, I mean, Benny Williams, to me, yeah, I mean, you play like that. You just, I think you earn your your starting spot back. But it'll be interesting to see who plays uh, or who starts the next game, whether it's Taylor or Bell or Brown or possibly even Copeland. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. I don't know about that. But, yeah, the, the energy, him, just like, for instance, okay, he's got a great attitude. Um. You could see it on the bench. Hema, too, by the way. Copeland. Yeah, Copeland. Oh, yeah. His energy, Hema's energy, uh, yeah. Bull, Bo- John Bull. Both of all, yeah, all three of them. You want a couple of them, all three in there on the bench are just, they're just electric. I love it. I, 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 really, I, Torrance, too. Torrance, too. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, I I have a soft spot for Torrance, and I think it's, I don't really know why, but I just want this kid to do, do well because he's a hometown kid, I think, and, and I just love I just love his energy and, and things like that. But, um, you know, there's only so many people that can fit on a roster that can contribute at the end of the day. And we've got right. a lot of good – we got a lot of ta- – I feel like we have a lot of talent. It's developing talent, but we have a lot of talent on this team. And right. like I said last episode, I think that's part of the problem is just developing, you know, who you want out there. You can only put five out there at a time. And who it's going to be against them with as far as matchups and who's hot and who's going to bring it and uh, back, back to the it's, consistency. It's the same. Yeah, thing, you know? That's what it is, though. That's the problem. I think is that Bayheim's so used to it just being spelled out for you. You know, like we got four or five guys that we're looking at for two spots, two positions, our forward position out there. You know, for for you're talking eighty minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Right. And usually when it's open like that, it's like, go, go out and take it. Go take it. I mean, we started with Benny in the beginning of the year. He had the, he was obviously going to start, and, and he had all the time in the world to just go and take it. 
and prove that he was a guy. And I mean, maybe he was doing it in practice, which is why he kept starting, but he wasn't doing it in the game. And then, you know, Taylor showed you flashes. Bell showed you flash. Malik Brown started showing consistency, right? And then mm-hmm. Copeland, you know, he had the one game last time against Pittsburgh, which is his coming out party too. But then he didn't play another game, the next, the very next game, and he's kind of been up and down. So it's obvious that nobody has stepped up to, to claim these minutes and just take them and say, these are mine. I'm going to do it in practice. I'm going to do it during the game, and I'm going to make it easy for Jim Beheim. Yeah. Nobody's exactly. done it. Yeah, no one's so, done, no one stepped up and, and and grabbed the torch and said, "Hey, it's gonna be me." So they're they're so they're searching for the answer during the game. They're like, "Okay, these guys have been playing the best in practice. We're gonna start them." But if they're not playing well, then they're, they're in there looking for the answer. They're still trying to find who's gonna step up, who's even deserving to be in there. It's just it's very very difficult. Yeah. Um, I mean, Taylor Taylor started had 17 minutes. He only took two shots. Had zero points. One rebound, seventeen minutes. I just, I'm. You gotta do more than that. I don't know. And yeah. he's 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 had a couple flashes, but it's nothing that's knocking my socks off. And to be honest with you, Benny hasn't knocked my socks off either. Um, until and yesterday, yesterday really until, did. Until huh? Yesterday did, but it was yes, like yeah. But I'm saying, I was like, go figure. It, he does this it, in the it, game. I mean, he had some garbage. I mean, he played good in the beginning of the the, the first half. The first half the was game. his moment, but. Yeah. But he got up to 24 points in garbage time. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, true. True. But what he did in the first half kept us in that game. Absolutely. And they, and they scored 60-something points, that being Pitt. Um, 62. 62 in the, in the second half. So um, that's tough to overcome. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There was, there's been times where – I mean, you remember when the zone was good. I mean, 62 was, was a lot of points. For a, a game. for a game, for a game, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, so you know, we're letting you know players score, our team score 80, 90, 99. Uh, it's it's too much, too much. Um, all right, dare I do it again? Um, blindly, for the most part, I shall. It's time to hear from you. To hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. We ask for your thoughts on said game. You go there, we leave them, we talk about them here. Yes, we're still doing it because um, why not? You know, that's what I promised you guys. That's what the show is based upon. And I guess we're just going to continue to do it because why not? And, you know, just to torture ourselves. <laughs> really is what it comes down to. Um, let's hey, see. Look, let's, we might not like the outcome, but we still got to still got to talk about it. I know. Unfortunately, people are always like, "How do you how do you do it? How do you do a show?" I mean, I don't know. I mean, you just do it. Sometimes it's easy to just talk it out. You know, figure. I'm always try to figure stuff out. I'm always better the next day. Anyway, if this was like uh, immediate reaction stuff. Oh God! I think I would have, you know, I think we'd be off the air by now, but off the podcast air. All right, let's start with um, Andrew Cuse. I don't know what to say. Fire everybody. Eh. Uh, at Skoza Cuse, zone needs to go. It fools nobody in the ACC. I don't think it's supposed to fool anybody. It's just not being played well. Um. 
it's supposed to just be disruptive and frustrating, and uh, it's not. So uh, here's one. At J.E. Fredenberg 44, at least they didn't score 100. Yes. If you're like me, when they hit 99, you were thinking, okay, there's X, what was it, 14 seconds left. Please, 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 please do not let them score 100. And that was the only win we took out of that game was them only scoring 99. That's, that's pretty bad uh, when you boil it down. If that's what we got, then that's unfortunate. At Q's Waterboy, <laughs> my daughter had diarrhea in her diaper at halftime. Somehow, SU shit themselves even harder in the second half. So, uh, well. yeah, 62 points. That's a, that's a shit show, literally. I'm quite honest with you, yeah. Um... Let's see. Let's go with someone we know here. At No Blanchard 44. Oh, David. Yeah. Uh, at No Blanchard 44. I'm not a Bayheim hater, but he really needs to go. I understand. I don't understand why he doesn't call it quits. Um, I mean, I don't even. I don't know what to say to that anymore. To be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be too much longer. I think he wants to leave the thing in in in, in decent shape. Which I think it is in de- decent shape. You and people will laugh at that and slap their knee and everything, but it's not. It could be so much worse. Problem is, is it's young. I mean, like you know, if you know, like we said earlier in the show, it's just, it's a lot of inexperience. We didn't do the portal thing, and you know, this is what it looks like sometimes. You know, not everybody's, not everybody's recruiting freshmen like Duke is. You know, it's just, we just don't have that type of pull. And I think this is what it looks like. And I uh, beat a dead horse again, but, the, you know, next year, I think this is different. Well, yeah. I mean, I understand the frustration, right? I do, I mean, absolutely. Did, especially after last year. But when you look and you put the two seasons in perspective, I mean, I had way higher hopes for last year's team. And, and that season was way more disappointing um, in both aspects than this year. So, I don't think I had as high hopes with this team this this year that I did last year, and it seems as though they're going to finish better than what last year's team did. So yeah, I think that's fair to say. I didn't even set expectations this year after last year because I expected so much last year. Like you know, you got the the Beheim brothers, and you got Swider. You got I mean, just you just thought it was going to come together, and it never did. And it's frustrating. Um, at Justin Q's forty-two to really be successful with his own defense, I, I I need to keep players in the program. In addition to that, the players need to be able to be athletic. Since we have joined the ACC, we have less athletic players, and the players that we do have that can shoot are often not very athletic. I mean, we've went through some years of some athletic-ish. I mean, with guys that weren't like last year's team. Okay, it's a perfect example. This year's team is a little different. I feel like we got some athletic guys in this team. And we really do. And I think that's what's led to some of the success on offense. You know, we still scored 82 points. It, it, right. I, I mean, that's not bad. It's above our average. You know, I, I'm so um, I, I think that especially Judah, Symir, I mean, Bell at times, Malik Brown at times. Copeland's athletic. Copeland, Malik, yeah. Malik Brown. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know if that's a f- real fair, but I digress. Um, let's see. Show more reply. I'm trying to. 
at not Durs. Embarrassing zone defense is dead. This team blows. Just effing horrible. Three games in a row. Lots of well, that's that's an emotional response. And I get it, but um I don't know. This team doesn't blow. Okay, they're not Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> they're not Notre Dame for crying out loud. Um okay, let's head over to Facebook. Okay. Let's do this. Top fan. Jesse. Last year's team was bad. This team, this year's team is young. Even if Judah, Joe, and Jesse leave, we will be overall bigger, more experienced, and probably be able to flow more without all of the different lineups. This group is better constructed than the last two Q's groups. Screw instant gratification. The Suns were literally like the worst team in the NBA for three years in a row, and now they're one of the top contenders this year as well as the past few. Uh, this group is all on the same timeline for the most part. We'll grow together, and next year we'll be cool as F. Yeah. I mean, that's well said. Jesse's not a patient guy either, but that's a patient comment. I like the positivity. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I can't say he's not a patient guy, but, I mean, I, I Jesse's been a longtime fan feedback contributor, and... There was times where he was extremely frustrated. This seems to be a rational thought out comment. And that's kind of where I'm at. And I, you know, I didn't expect much this year. Coach did say, though, I mean, just to just to throw it out there, he did say, you know, this team's going to make the tournament. Right. He did say that, didn't he? He says that every year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I guess that might be true. Does he, though? I don't know. He does. If he get asked, he already asked. He already said that. Okay. Oh, true. Yeah, what's he going to say? No, they're not going to make this tournament. I'd say, ah, I don't know, man. We'll see. You know, it's a young team. We haven't seen live game action. See how it goes. That's what I would say. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, coach? Well, yeah. are you already making excuses for why you're not going to make the tournament then? Yeah, pretty much I am because uh, all of you assholes are going to write about it no matter what anyway. So I might as well just be honest. I'm not sure. Oh, oh. oh did I call you guys assholes? My bad. Uh, let me walk that back. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's going to be national news. Uh, so I better walk that back. You're not assholes. You're just uh, annoying. And yes, the same damn questions every every damn game. How about that? Not only is Jim Beheim already making excuses, but he's calling out the media. And <laughs> time for that curmudgeon to go. Yeah, this is this is ridiculous. You know, what happened to the what happened to the First Amendment? These are journalists. Okay, shut up. Um, <laughs> so stupid. It's fun though. Top fan. Just the time. <laughs> Top fan, Brian. Time for coach to go. Forty-six years of being a fan, and we have never seen a lazier team than this one. I, I, I disagree. I don't think the team's lazy at all. Three games of just total BS. Um, we know what it was. We know we know what it was. See, this is why I. I this is why I. Why I oughta. Why I really did not want to do this, but here I sit. Uh, top well, fan, standing. Nadal. Yeah, it's true. I am standing. Uh, Nadal. Disgusted. Why on earth would Mint want to come back next to this team next year? No guarantee. It doesn't stay. It doesn't, it doesn't stay like this or even get worse next year. Um, no guarantees in life. There's no guarantees for any of it. And, and Jude is the biggest question mark there. And if his stock keeps rising, he's going to go. And his stock is 
I mean, we've got, let's be honest here, okay? We're, we're probably not going to make the, do you see this team making the ACC championship game, let alone winning it? I don't. So I don't think we get into the tournament. I know you're shrugging your shoulders, Joe, because anything can happen. So you're saying well, there's a chance. It. I know, I know. Virginia Tech last year did a great job, right? I mean, Jerry McNamara senior year. Yeah, that too. So I he mean. wouldn't attend 10 fucking games, Sean. Yeah, I know. Well, that's hey, that's in the open, right? Isn't it? <laughs> part of that's in the open. Part of it's in the open. Um, uh, the most bullshit I've ever seen. Thirty years. Um, same same press conference. Um, so, where was I? Yes, it can happen. It, do I think it's going to happen? No, but um, Mince has got. Let's say he's got obviously at least two games. The team's on the cusp if they don't make the NCAA tournament and make a run in the ACC tournament. They're, they're on the cusp of two games left for the year. I mean, let's be honest, okay? That's the reality we're, we're saying. No, three. Um, we got two more in an ACC tournament. Oh, I'm tournament. sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, 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 yes. I apologize, of course. So, right, three. There's a possibility of three games left this year. Um, and, and, and Judah's got to... Uh, um, if he keeps doing what he's doing, I wor- I do I am I'm worried that he will leave. Obviously he's gonna do what's best for him, but I am worried he'll leave. Unless unless he come off some NIL money for Judah to stay. Yeah. That's a possibility too, right? I mean, yeah. And I mean realistically in this this day and age, you know, they keep saying if this team comes back, you heard it all Dick Vitale, all these other, you know, announcers, if they they're young, if they all they can all come back, if they all come back, this is gonna be a team to be. But in this day and age, that's that's not realistic you know there's going to be guys that leave and um, I guess what I would say is is not everyone's going to leave and I feel like as long as Jesse and Judah stay then that gives us a solid core to be able to build around whether it's the freshman that returned Benny if he's going to return and you know whatever transfers we get in yeah um Judah and Jesse leave we're still still probably gonna have a couple transfers and then we're gonna have to rely on you know, transfers to come in and be leaders of the team next year. So, yeah, it's, you know, it could be ugly, but, you know, I guess we'll just have to see. I, I don't even want to think about all that right now. Let's just deal with what we got and see what we can do with it and um, pray. Get on your knees and pray. Pray for a, a ACC tournament run because we've never had one. So it's time. No. Yeah, I mean, if there was a year, this would be the year. This I thought would last be year was going to be one. I thought last year was going to be one until Buddy punched somebody. And yeah, yeah, that was unfortunate. That whole thing. <sighs> yeah, un- yeah. So, um, but hey, look, the first round's the day of my birthday, so they can't lose. At least the first round. You're not March eighth, are you? Yeah. Okay. So I thought. Um crazy yeah so well we'll see i mean we'll hear more on that soon right but just throwing it out there because it's my birthday whatever yeah everybody (laughs) joe wants everybody to know when his birthday is so just so you guys know send send dms i don't care about that send dms joe needs attention i don't like the attention he's turning 40 you're turning 40 right oh god you are right really really (laughs) really join the club buddy join the club cheers I don't want to. Oh, it's inevitable. You know, no. at least you at least you have all your hair. You know. Oh wait. It, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <at> least, 
Hey, some people were blessed with hair. Some people were blessed with height. I mean, you know, I'm a short guy, but at least I'm not bald. Good metabolism, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So, I get it. That's fine. You know. That's fine. I'll take a little bit short with hair, though. That's just me. And and I don't have any gray, either. No gray. Well, the good thing is, is I'm light. Light here, yeah, I so know. It's so you know, hard to tell. It's hard to if tell. It's white or if it's blonde. So yeah. Well, you gotta get in there. I don't know. I think I would take height and being able to eat whatever I wanted. Yeah, I mean, you know, why, who am I to judge how God made me? That's true. That's right? true. Okay. Uh, <laughs> David turns forty in June. He's just gonna add that, and and he has no hair. Um. You don't have any hair, David? Is that what the... Yeah. That's too bad, bud. See? See? Join the club, Joe. Join the I, club, David. Both of you. See, both of you guys. 40 years old, no hair. I'm looking at... You're looking at me. I'm wearing a hat. Yeah. I'm looking at David's picture. He's wearing a hat. So we have reasons. Here you are bragging about your hair, and you're wearing Well, a let hat. me just tell you, Joe. Um, I am wearing a hat today. That's true. And uh, I, I don't usually... I don't usually. I usually I put the hurricane hold in the hair and and show it, flaunt it, and um, just today I was out back uh, working on and stuff, and I do my hair. I'm, I'm, I'm I got sawdust flying around. I don't need that stuff in my hair. You know, I protect it. I'm protecting my hair. That's what this oh. is. This is a hair okay. protector today. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> just throwing that Good. out there. I'm sure OSHA would love that. OSHA has no authority in on this property, so they can eat it. Um, all right, the all-time series between Syracuse and Georgia Tech sits at 9-7 and seven in favor of the Orange. Syracuse is currently on a two-game win streak. The Orange took the first of two games earlier this year at home, 80-63. Mintz, Gerard, Edwards, Bell, and Williams. You're starting five. Gerard with 28 points in that game. When Syracuse faced Georgia Tech last time, the Yellow Jackets were on a four-game losing streak. Syracuse made that five. Okay, then Clemson, Duke, Louisville, NC State, they all contributed more losses after the Syracuse win. So since playing Syracuse, Georgia Tech has gone four and six, uh, wins over Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, Florida Tech late in the season. I thought that was odd that late in the season. There was just a couple like last week uh, and Louisville. Miles Kelly, he leads the team in scoring with just over 13 points a game. He is the only player still to this point averaging double digits for scoring. Uh, per game so far this year. He's also put up the most three-pointers for the Yellow Jackets. He's made 70 out of 192. That's good enough for 36.5%. Senior guard Lance Terry, he's another guy that can shoot up, um, put up threes. Um, Out of 95 shots, he's hit 34, good enough for 35.8%. He played three years at Gardner-Webb before transferring to Georgia Tech this year. This is his first year there. As a team, they're hitting around 33% from the th- uh, from three-point land, uh, 42% from the floor, and 69% from the line. Probably one of the worst AC, um, free-throw shooting teams in the ACC, honestly, 69%. I'm not, I'm not sure who's worse, but uh, they are, are t- 206th in the net rankings. That makes this a quad-four game. Syracuse after losing to Pitt last night, went from 107th to 113th in the net. Their quad four record is 8-1, and and this is obviously a must-win game 
Not that it matters a whole lot, but we got to have this, and we haven't lost four in a row yet this year, so why would you want to? Got to win, 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 win. Um, and, you know, be honest with you, Georgia Tech, they they did acquire a couple decent wins after they played us last time, but, they're just, I mean, I just don't. They're just don't. They're not that impressive to me, and it's not that threatening to me, and... Um, not that I'm poo-pooing them. I don't, I'm not playing them, so I can poo-poo them. Let's put it that way. Joe, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, this, this this team has struggled. I know that they just beat Louisville, but we know that Louisville struggled as well. Um, going ahead and looking at like the, their last box score, they only really played six. They went six deep. Um, and this is Georgia Tech kind of a situation where you can see, I mean, they have Sturdivant's been on their team for three years, you know, and they got – um, you know, Jalen Moore, Miles Kelly, Dalen Smith, that all are like sophomores. So guys that were recruited to play there. And then, you know, they brought in um, who they bring in with Smith. No, no, they brought in they brought in. What's his name? Lance David Terry Franklin and Lance Terry. Yeah. So this team, they've been playing some different guys. There's a couple guys that I don't know if injury or whatnot. But looking at the box score, Louisville, it looks like they were a little. Um, didn't have as many players available as we played the first time. So um, Terry, I don't think, played against us the first time we played. And uh, they also had their um, their big guy, Moore, Ronald Moore, 6'11", um, that played against us. Didn't have a great game. Uh, got in some foul trouble. But this last game against Louisville, again, they only went six deep. And um, their tallest guy was their – Transfer from South Alabama, Javen uh, Franklin, um, at 6'7", 214. So uh, come Tuesday, I don't know if more is going to be available, if they're going to have more depth available. But um, right now, to me, honestly, um, especially being a home game and us beating them at, at Georgia Tech by 17, um, like they just the lineup that they just rolled out against Louisville and beat Louisville with, isn't going to do it at home against us, uh, I don't believe. Um, and, yeah, I think that they're going to be a team that the only way they even really stay in the game is by hucking up threes against us. And I just don't know, you know, how much that's that's really going to help. They just made 12 of 29 um, against Louisville, so for almost 41.5%. So not too bad. Um, but realistically – guard heavy team if they don't have more um with not a lot of great size so i don't know it's it's gonna be it's hard because (laughs) after three games of losing like that you don't want to sit here and act like you got something in the bag but i just think that this is just a team that doesn't match up good against us good against our zone especially considering they have experience as well and um to me i mean they're just gonna fall in love with the three and uh, I think that we should be able to extend our zone and, and be able to to stop them. They're going to be um, a little bit easier to stop. They don't shoot as well. They don't have a ton of guys that are out there scoring, flashy-like, right? They rely on a couple right. of guys to do so. They average about 22 three-pointers a game. And they're going to have to be way above their average um, to to, I think. But they are going to try because that is the formula for winning against Syracuse. So they're going to try. They're shooting three-pointers 
from now until they play at practice from now until they play Syracuse. That's what they're going to be doing. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, they, that's going to be the way to beat us. Yeah. So, if I mean, they do. can they though? I just, I don't know. Um, you know, like I said, they do have a couple of decent wins, uh, since playing us. And I just, you know, look, look at what Boston college is doing. Okay. Uh, Florida state, they just beat UVA. Um, so any given team, any given day, I do believe that, especially in the ACC, which is all I care about anyway. Yeah. But. Well, I, so I was wrong. It was Rodney Howard was the center's name, not Moore. Um, okay. 6'11 center that played against us. And also Davon Smith, uh, another guard, junior guard, <clears throat> um, played against us the first time around. And those are the two guys that were not in the lineup um, against the, uh, the last game against Louisville. Oh, the last game against Louisville. I got you. Okay. Um, all right, Joe. So with that said, look, Syracuse is going to finish out the year at home. And what better place to be than the Dome with the student section sitting a mile behind the basket. So time to pick, right? I did have Pitt win in that game last night. Not that I'm proud of it, but I was kind of hoping my pick against Syracuse would come back to haunt me. And unfortunately it did not. So, you know, this is where we are, but I think Syracuse wins the game. The score is a whole nother thing. Um, They average, by the way, they're only averaging about, they're averaging under 70 points a game. Okay. But they do like points against, you know, they do tend to, for whatever reason, they held Pitt pretty decent. Um, I think Pitt only scored 70 something on them. Uh, Let me check that real quick. 76. So 76 to 68. 68 is right at their average. So I'm going to say Syracuse is going to ball out. I think they're going to be good. Um, I'm going to say 80 to 70. And maybe some of that's garbage time, but that is what I say they're going to do. That's all I got, Joe. 80, 70? Yeah, it's not rocket science. By by double digits. Yeah, so uh, really looking at this, the one statistic. By the way, we crushed them last time. It was 80 to 63. At home, yeah. And looking at um, their schedule and just how everything's gone with them, uh, they're one in nine on the road this whole season. Um, And it was a non-conference game against Georgia State. I think they won by like two or four points. So they haven't won an ACC game on the road. And... um, I think that uh, that that's probably going to continue. That's probably going to be most telling. Uh, winning by 17 last time at 80 to 63. Um, I think that it's going to be a little worse than that. So I'm going to go 85-69 Syracuse. Okay. All right. Um, Got to have it. It's a quad four game. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, it's just, it's as simple as that. David says, uh, <coughs> 76 or 78, 66 Syracuse. He says we're bad, but they're worse. Yeah. No, and that's the whole thing, right? Yeah, Everyone exactly. talks about Syracuse yeah. and this, we could be Georgia Tech. 
Exactly. It could be Florida. We could be Florida State. I mean, we could be some of these ten. Florida Notre State Dame. doesn't have ten. Florida State doesn't have ten wins the whole season. What's Notre Ooh. Dame got? Notre Notre Dame is ten and nineteen. Ten. They're ten and nineteen. Louisville's four and twenty-five. Florida State's nine and twenty. Um, those are three teams that not too long ago, and you could be talking probably last year to you know recently, they've been top teams in the ACC. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be when I say it could be worse, it always could be worse. It could always be better too, but everybody acts like it's it's the end of the world. I mean, it's just. I mean, look, it sucks. I get it, but. Anyway, I hear the national anthem for the race. That means, no oh boy, that means it means I gotta go. Okay, just plain and simple. It's time for me to end this thing. I appreciate all of you for tuning in through the losses. You guys are the hardcore ones. We appreciate you. Appreciate everybody that hopped in the green room, including you, Joe. Thanks for hopping in the green room and making it look like it was full. Yeah, you're the real hero here. We'll see you guys Wednesday for Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.